This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello, VRUP community and industry friends. A quick note that Vancouver Real Estate Podcast is hiring. If you are an agent or if you're going to be licensed in the next 90 days, please reach out at info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Again, that's info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, I should say host, but also realtors with Oakland Realty in downtown Vancouver. I'm so fired up for today. We've got Jaden Lee on the show. Past guest fan favorite, Jaden Lee. Realtor. Uh, Realtor with Creekside Century, Century 21. 21. Yeah. Ran 100 miles. We've talked a lot about Jaden on the show. And he's going to come back to talk in brief about that run. Yeah. But really what we're having him on today to talk about is Chilliwack. The WAC is back. The WAC is back. Is Chilliwack the best investment area in the Lower Mainland? In 2024. In 2024. We get to the bottom of this question. I'll tell you what Jaden thinks. Well, actually, let's, let's well, leave it, it. Leave it for him. But maybe we should say before we go any further, Brendan Augmentson was on early on in the year. He was talking about Chilliwack and, and the Fraser Valley. Right. We had our own podcast where we kind of followed the stats over the last 10 years and chasing affordability. And Chilliwack kind of played into that narrative yeah. quite significantly. That those were kind of the two reasons we were like, man, there's some opportunities out there. We gotta get we gotta the get somebody house we in got, Chilliwack. We gotta get somebody who knows their stuff in Chilliwack. And Jaden's definitely that guy. Also with uh density coming to uh the province, you know, it's uh we got some big lots in Chilliwack. Here's the thing, and I don't want to toot our own horns uh, too hard, but nope. uh, Calgary right now, it's it's like, it's a busy it's on market. Fire. It's yeah. on fire. Rents are going up. It's busy. Nude by Battistella when we brought it. We timed the bottom. We did. Calgary. Battistella timed it as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they went first. They went first. They, they were they, the they, ones that who was went brave. First. That was yeah. really brave. And people that bought it nude, happy they bought. Nude's the name of the project, yeah. by the way. Here's the other thing. Squamish, we talked about. Man, did we... We told yeah. everyone to buy Squamish and didn't buy it ourselves. Exactly. Um, other areas we talked about. Langford kind of timed we early, were, early days. We were early on, on Langford as well. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep going through this because there are so many. It's just so many countless of his examples of talking about areas where we saw significant growth in that area. I had another one. It was on the tip of my tongue. But a lot of uh, a lot of investors. Oh, here it is, Hastings Corridor. So Strathcona Village, and then also Canvas. We right. we, we rallied behind Canvas. A lot of happy people that bought in um, in in the Main Street area to have a time machine and go back to 2014. But my point is, Matt. Sometimes when we think about these investment opportunities, I'm sure there's been a few that we've gotten wrong. But this Can't is actually this is actually a great a great one. 
Uh, super excited to talk to Jaden. He goes by, through the numbers with you. Yeah. And so if you're at home and you want to grab a pen and paper, I think that's a good idea. Absolutely. So uh, stay tuned for that. Jaden Lee on the show. Super excited about that. Before we get to that, Adam, we should say this podcast is sponsored by Sclean Real Estate. And we brought Melissa Moretti, host of V Crep, Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast, uh, on to talk about a really exciting listing. Yeah. We have an exciting listing coming out in Langley. Actually, it just came on the market yesterday. The best part of Langley, one of the most desirable parts of Langley in Walnut Grove. So we've got a three bed, two and a half bath, and it's fully updated. Fully updated. You showed me, I saw the photos of, of this yeah. uh, really nicely done. Yeah. You know what? A lot of this stuff, so it's it's from the 90s, but they've done everything in this property. But the, the nice thing with the, the older property is that a lot of the newer stuff out in Langley is sort of these stacking three level, you know, small level homes. This is, you know, sprawling main floor but they have done absolutely everything and lots of upgrades in the complex. Wow. Gas fireplace. Yep. Powder room. Yep. Two and a half bath. Two and a half bath. Two Wall- bedroom. Wally or Grove. Two, Wally two Grove. bed or three bed? It's a three bed and the beds are all on the, the top floor. So Fantastic. Well, if you want to hear more about this, you can head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com where we have all our featured listings on the site now, which is exciting. And we also have, of course the button sell with us where you can get the sold plan. Yeah, Matt, sold plan. It's a step-by-step guide for getting your home sold for top dollar in the shortest amount of time. Really, you just it stands for start on launch date. That's sold. And you pick your launch date. You work your way backwards. It's uh, straightforward. It's evergreen. It's something that everybody should have basically saved on file. Uh, Melissa, just before we let you go, uh, did you do a reel for this one? I did. I was just about to post that. Oh, okay. All right. So, or follow us at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast on Instagram. You will see Melissa walking you through That's the right. Walnut Grove uh, new listing. That's and, right. Uh, a hot yeah, new listing. Exciting. Fantastic. Well, maybe we'll uh, leave it there and cut to our talk with Jaden Lee. Enjoy. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Berquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sonehouse offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at marcon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at marcon.ca or follow them at Instagram at marconhomes. Marcon, building for life. Okay, so we're here with Jaden Lee. He is a real estate agent in Chilliwack. 
resident of Chilliwack, lifelong resident of Chilliwack. Yes. Born and, and past raised. guest, fan favorite. I guess so. Am I a fan favorite now? Well, you know what? Based on how many searches the site that we, we were just talking we, about, I, how you're, I you're very popular. You're on. very popular. Google is telling us you're the most searched for name or one of the most searched for names. I shouldn't say that. We, I, I don't monitor other people's names. I just noticed a lot of people we have just been monitor searching yours. Jaden Lee. <laughs> a lot of people have been searching Jaden Lee and we're trying to capitalize on that. There you go. Yeah, which is why we bought the domain. But we should say, uh, a lot of people, a lot of listeners to our program will know you because you're in the running space. Uh, you're a cancer survivor. You were on the uh, program. Just recently, you ran for BC to, from BC Children's. All the way back to Chilliwack. How how far? It was 100 miles, 166 kilometers. 166 kilometers. And how much money did you raise? Yeah, we raised $85,000, which was awesome. It was wow. really cool. Like We got a ton of support from the podcast reaching out, your guys' little snippets that you do with me for advertising. And it was so cool. We had tons of people from the podcast community come out and like, like, like Keith was like standing on the side of the road. And oh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith, show but it, it was, you know, it's funny. I remember that because we were, that was like in Metro Town. <laughs> I think we were, we were running and you and I were like, I'm like who's was that, that Keith? <laughs> <laughs> But it was Keith and his kids, I think. Yeah, it was so we had tons of support from the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast community. And yeah, we were able to raise over eighty-five thousand dollars, which was wow. unreal. So combined with the last one I did two years ago, that's over two hundred and ten thousand dollars for BC Children's. Holy. Which is incredible. A few things I think listeners will want to know. How sore were you at the end? It was question. like, it was <laughs> when I first finished it. But, I mean, I ran just to back up. I ran like under, yeah. th- just under 30 K and it was like walking, getting yeah. out of my car when we yeah. got back to Vancouver. I was like, oh my that God. That was basically like, how I felt, but like way worse. So yeah, like yeah. I was, I got back to the office and when I was standing up and kind of celebrating and hugging everyone, it was fine. But then I sat on the tailgate of my truck just so I was like, I need to sit down. And then it was like, once I got back up, I was like, holy crap, yeah. did someone help me? <laughs> I was like, because it's the lactic, lactic acid started right. building up. My legs started tensing yeah. up. And, and yeah, it was it was rough. But That's like they say in the running community, don't die on the chair. Isn't that? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. But well, let's talk about a little bit about since the run too. But hold on. I just have another, another question. It was 24 hours, yeah. more or less. Yeah. You finish... In the morning, right? It was in we, the, we finished. We started at six p.m. Um, yeah. at Children's. Oh yeah, it was and in we, the and afternoon, we, and we finished in the, in the evening. It was okay. It was like between five and so six. So were you just just from not sleeping that entire time? Did yeah. you just crash? What was the? No, I was a. I was in like because I was in like pain. Like I was tired, but like I was so physically and mentally exhausted. But like I didn't really fall asleep quick. Like we went home that night, and a bunch of my friends were staying with me, and then. We were all kind of hanging out on the couch and all of us were just kind of like slowly dozing off and then fell asleep on the couch. So we slowly did, but it wasn't like a fall asleep right away type of thing. But And not no food. No food. I didn't, I didn't eat that night. Like your stomach is just so like- I crushed I, like a large pizza garden <laughs> pizza on the way home. <laughs> not the night of because like my stomach was just so like upset. I think of just all the crap that I was giving it over that 24 hours. Uh, so you kind of need to, but then the next morning I was like, Went out for chicken waffles for breakfast. What great. were you eating during the run? Like the gel packs and the, or what? You- yeah. So it, you kind of have to go with like what works best for your body. So I was kind of, I had those gel packs every like 30 to 45 minutes. And then we'd stop every like 15 to 20 miles. And what was really sitting well with me and you kind of need carbs to refuel and get that energy. So I was having a cup of noodles, like Mr. Noodles 
every single rest stop. And in the middle of the night, that was great because it was warm and hot and that's what worked best for me. And so. Nice. A lot of salt though. Yeah, a lot of salt. And then you need that because you're sweating it out salt. Oh, so, right. Okay. So you're yeah. replenishing. Yeah. But yeah, it went way better than I expected. Like I only hit a wall really at two points during it. It was like 70 miles-ish coming back into Chilliwack. We had stopped and my stomach wasn't really hurting or my stomach was hurting, sorry. And uh, there, I didn't really want to eat at that stop. And then we ran five more miles and then I just got so lightheaded. I was like, that was a mistake. I need to eat. Oh. So then I had Mr. Noodles and then I had uh, I had a Red Bull with pre-workout in it. And I was like going after that. I was like on the moon. And at that point, we were just playing music off my buddy's speaker. But I was like really feeling it. And we were coming back into Chilliwack. It was getting hot. And so like I had the, the Red Bull with the pre-workout in it. I put sunglasses on. That was the first time I used headphones. I just put on like pump up music and I was just flying that stretch. I mean, we were getting into Chilliwack at that point and a buddy of mine jumped in and he was like, when the next stop, he's like, you were flying. Like, <laughs> you were running like, too fast for me and I just started. Yeah. So yeah, it, went, it was awesome. So two other questions. Um, bananas. Did you eat any bananas? Yeah, I probably had one or two, I think. But the I was having a lot of electrolyte packets, and those have potassium in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So and good. then did was there any moments where you're like one more question? One more question. Oranges. Yeah, yeah, oranges? <laughs> We're gonna run through. <laughs> no, it's just, you often see uh, like I don't know. I watch tennis. They're eating bananas all the time. Like yeah, at, for and cramping. Yeah, for cramping. Right. And uh, no, the only other thing is, and I think we might have talked about this on your show. Uh, I watched something about Terry Fox a long time ago. I mean, he ran across the country, but how moody and angry he was because it's mm -hmm. really, really hard. Like, was there any moments where you were like, man, I'm just getting, I mean, that was such an incredibly positive group. I can't, and a lot, and like, yeah. you know, you had people running with you a lot of the way. I obviously, I got into like a, a negative headspace a couple times, but when I, before I started the run, I actually wrote on my arm, 24 hours equals lifetime of memories, great ROI. And I was like, if I can just suck it up for 24 hours, I'm going to have memories for the rest of my life, which is like the best 24 yeah. hours for lifetime memories. That's a great investment. And so every time I got into that negative headspace, I like looked around, saw like who was with me, what we were doing. The fact that we were like running through down Kingsway, blocking traffic. Yeah, I'm like, that was unreal. I was like, this is all going to be over in 24 hours. I was like, don't be negative. Just soak it all up. And obviously it's hard when you're like, 20 hours into it, yeah. 80 miles in. But that's what I kept telling myself. I was like, this is going to be over so soon. Soak it all in. And since then, what has been like, I, I, we were just talking before we turned the mics on about, you've met some big, big names in the ultra marathon world now. Mm -hmm. And you've been like, going to events and like what's kind of transpired since. The yeah, run? it was cool. Um, like I went to an event in Atlanta like a week after my run. And one of my buddies that puts on that event, I mentioned him last time, Devin, him and his partner, Jesse, they host these events and they were on stage. There was like a 1500 people at this event and Devin like got on stage in front of everyone. I had no idea he was going to do this. And he's like, I just want to give a shout out to my friend, Jaden. Like just last week he did this and like advertised it in front of everyone. And that was like at the beginning of the weekend of this event. And so like for the rest of that weekend, like everyone was coming up to me and introducing themselves. And so it was pretty cool. Like wow. just from that. And then, uh, yeah, now, now just as of last week, um, I have a 15 minute documentary of the entire run. So, um, I can put, if you guys want to share the link to that, I yeah. have it out now. So, yeah, I was, uh, watching it. It's incredible how 
And I guess you're, whoever was filming it, she's knows what she's doing, but it's incredible how the quality is like, it's like a major motion picture. Well, like it was cool because for me, it was like, it wasn't just the, the run that she captured. Obviously it was like, she captured like the emotions of everyone else. And she was interviewing some of like my family and just the clips of like, it was funny. It was inspiring. It made you like cry. It made you laugh. Like it, it kind of hit all the emotions yeah. and it was just so well done. So, so Matt wrote uh, Chilliwack ROI on his arm before we started <laughs> yeah. recording. Like, Hold on, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe a, a good segue in why you're joining us today. Because we, we've talked, we mentioned a couple times on the podcast recently that, first of all, the stats are kind of telling an affordability story. We had Brendan Ogmanson on recently, and he was basically saying that the Valley because it went so crazy during COVID, mm -hmm. then it was beat up so bad kind of during our the most recent downturn. Mm -hmm. It's got the most kind of room to move probably is, is kind of how he phrased it. And then Matt and I were talking about just Chilliwack and kind of the surrounding areas right now. There's this idea with what's happening in the province and where, you know, we're seeing a lot of lots. Uh, you can do a lot more of the multiplex in Vancouver, but in BC in general, we're moving to density. Chilliwack is known for having big lots, right? You can still get a house for under a million bucks, mm -hmm. with a right? With a suite. Yeah. So a suited house that will rent well, sub million bucks with kind of early to midterm redevelopment potential sounds pretty good. And we've talked a little bit about that on our show. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to have you back uh, basically to talk all things Chilliwack. Yeah, yeah. And it, was, it was cool. Like you, I, I liked your guys' catchphrase the last time. Like everyone has these dumb slogans in real estate, I feel like. And then uh, you guys said like the whack is back. And I was like, actually, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, we were talking about the band Chilliwack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's totally, totally. Did, wait a second. Chilliwack. I think that was you. Did you actually come up with I the whack is back? The whack is back. I, I might have. I'm better, sure somebody. We better get that under trademark as my well. Wife, we my wife is from... under trademark. The whack is back. Yeah, my wife is from the whack. So I feel like there's a whole, like when you grow up in Chilliwack, it's everything's whack and you rhyme yeah. it with whack, right? There's a lot of catchphrases for Chilliwack. Yeah, you guys were kind of segueing into this. You were just talking about like kind of chasing the affordability. And I think that's how we kind of got onto this. And you mentioned that on your last podcast, which you gave that little snippet about we're going to have Jaden Lee on in the next couple of weeks. And funny enough, I actually got a, a, a call from a listener, Corey. Shout out to Corey. Nice. Um, who listens to the show and he calls me. And he's like, hey, I want to buy a house in Sweden Chill. Can you help me? And I was like, this is a cold call. I don't know Adam or Matt. Like, yeah. And so I already took You have out. people cold calling you. This is uh, a... <laughs> well, the other thing is, is a good space smart. Smart guy, because I mean, I, I feel like the, you know, you you always feel like you're too late in, in real estate, but even in the, since the probably January 1st, I bet the momentum's changing in Chilliwack. Oh yeah. There's like things that have been sitting on the market for like 60 to 90 days, like Absolutely. over January, December, I've just been sitting. Yeah. And then when, when Corey had reached out to me and he was sending me listings and I was checking the availability, like almost every single one was like accepted offer, accepted offer, yeah. accept. So we're slowly transitioning back into those things that have been sitting for a while, buyers are looking again and, and people are making offers on things again. And that's the same thing in Vancouver. It's like a lot of the stuff that was hanging around in Q3, Q4 now is getting absorbed, mm -hmm. sometimes in multiples, right? Yeah. And it's sad and it's sad, so which oh, is yeah. wild. 
Well, and it's slowly like it starts in like the activity, I feel like starts out this way, like Vancouver, Surrey, Langley, and then it slowly trickles out to Chilliwack. And so like, do you guys know like Ty Corsi from Instagram? I follow him and he was just like a couple weeks ago. He's like, I had like 60 groups in my open house, 40 through another one. And that was a couple weeks ago. And now we're starting to see that like Chilliwack, you don't have that many, but like I've done open houses the last couple of weeks on weeks on my listings and I was having 10 groups through every single weekend. So, so who's, uh, just out of curiosity, who's coming through those opens? Is it is it people moving through the market in Chilliwack? Is it people wanting to move to Chilliwack? Is it investors? Like who who right now is active in the in last couple of years? It was more out of town people looking at open houses. I would say probably seventy percent of people were from out of town looking in Chilliwack. The last couple of weeks, I think, just because we're still like early February, it was more people Chilliwack looking and deciding what they were going to do. But I think. As we start going into springtime and the market's starting to pick up, people are going to start looking in Chilliwack again, and we're going to start seeing those out-of-town buyers come through again. I can't help but think that there's kind of two different people looking in that market. Like there's one, like the investor that we just talked about, that's looking at it from, hey, look, I can get an 11,000 square foot lot with a suited house on it, Mm -hmm. right? And a good chunk of dirt. But then there's also this affordability thing that we talked about in the stats where there's so many young families that are saying, Hey, like the drive till you qualify component as well. It's like these two forces. Well, but and a, and a third, right? Because it's, it's the, the investor the drive till you qualify, but then we'd be, you know, I think Jaden being a guy from Chilliwack would, we'd be remiss to say Chilliwack is its own thing, right? Oh, I like, love it. Yeah. yeah, there's so many things happening. Like, can we talk about what yeah. what's going on in Chilliwack? Yeah, like I, our market, obviously, like all the markets, kind of blew up during COVID. But I think Chilliwack even and Chilliwack was the one that appreciated the most and fell the most. And we're going to talk about that. But when COVID hit, people started working from home on Zoom, right? So uh, we had a lot of people in 2020 that say didn't have to go into the office every day downtown Vancouver. They could work from home on Zoom now, and so they kind of re- started looking at other options. And so. People were selling their house, say, in Vancouver. They can work from home now. So they buy a house out in the Valley in Chilliwack, and they can buy that mortgage-free just from an affordability standpoint. And so that's what originally brought a ton of people to Chilliwack during COVID, I think. And then I think those words started getting out just how affordable Chilliwack was. And then we had a lot of developers coming out to Chilliwack because our downtown core, there's a lot of older BC box-style homes on bigger lots. And so... We were seeing during COVID too, a lot of like a BC box on a big lot in Chilliwack because in Chilliwack, you need 66 feet of frontage to subdivide. You could subdivide that into 233 lots. And so a BC box on a subdividable lot was worth more than say a nice house on the, on the Sarda side, on the South side of the highway. And I had some clients being like, you're telling me like that BC box is worth more than my yeah, nice yeah. house. And I'm like, unfortunately, yeah, because <laughs> that's like, uh, it's like the guys on the Nimo or right. any, any main strip in Vancouver. Right? Yeah. Like, so that, Wait, that's two six now. What happened? Yeah. Anyway. So those, that, that was another reason why, because you could buy a BC box for like five, six hundred thousand dollars in twenty twenty. And then a couple of years from now it was worth like over a million dollars and you could subdivide that into two lots. And so we saw a lot of activity through that. And then just Chilliwax has grown so much. Like we have a ton of bigger businesses coming. Molson Coors has opened their brewery in 2019. The city of Chilliwack just announced last year that Red Bull is going to be opening their manufacturing facility there. They bought a piece of land beside Molson. And so there's Red just Bull? Red Bull, yeah. So there's just a lot of uh like job opportunities and businesses coming to Chilliwack too. And it's growing like crazy. So So quickly for our Toronto listeners, what's a BC box? 
<laughs> similar to a Vancouver special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's just, it literally, it looks like a shoebox from the outside. You enter inside, it's likely a split-level home. Yeah. So you're going to have basically like your rec room area downstairs with like a walkout basement and people turn that in the suite. And then upstairs, you're going to have your kind of typical living room, kitchen, three bedrooms, likely this one bathroom upstairs. It's not too often you see an ensuite in a BC box. Not the sexiest house, but easily suitable, pretty functional. Yeah. and most of them are kind of the 70s. 75, 1975 yeah. age range. So. Yeah. The, the other thing is, and I, Adam spent more time in Chilliwack than, than I have, but I was out there actually to watch the end of your run and stayed a night. And that little area that's like where you're, you, there's no cars downtown. There's like a brewery there. Yes. Yeah, so like that's why a lot of cool things are coming. I Chilliwack was like, man, too. this is way, this is a pretty hip like a yeah. fun place to actually spend a couple hours. Yeah, so that's uh, that's five corners, that area. That was like the worst area of town. It's funny, like I joke around with my friends and I'm like, I never thought we'd be like hanging around down by five corners, right? But the city of Chilliwack just did this big uh, revitalization project and they called it District 1881. And it reminds right. me a lot of like Gastown. Like it's just a lot of walking and there's tons of breweries and restaurants. And they just did this whole like in December, they had put up like this huge 40 foot Christmas tree and these decorations and stuff. And there was like, like these Instagram blog moms and Vancouver pages that were like, come check out Chilliwack. It's like the Disneyland of like, and it, it was like walking around down there at Christmas time, there was like a Ferris wheel and like, it was nuts. It was bringing, so there's cool things coming yeah. to Chilliwack now. Yeah, I feel like it, the city's doing a lot of the right things too. Yeah, and just, like just with the outdoors, like we're like between two rivers, we're between the Fraser River, between the Vetter River. We have Cultus Lake, like where I live currently, like I live a five minute walk from the Vetter River, which is like world-class fishing. You're a 10 minute drive to Cultus Lake. And there's just so much hiking and outdoors things to do. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I could see it in like 10 years kind of being like the next kind of Squamish area. So fantastic. Well, I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> let's talk more about the market and specifically like we've already kind of uh, talked about uh, the boom and and not bust, but uh, yeah. declines. But you have some numbers. Uh, we should talk about them. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of fun and just kind of do like a little bit of like a quiz style. Just kind of go like average sale prices, kind of comparing between the peak of the market to the bottom and then kind of compare to things to like where they're at now. And you can play at home as well. Yeah. Or on the treadmill. Yeah, if you want to. So, um, okay, we're going to go peak prices to bottom prices. So we're going to start off with detached. So detached, the peak of the market for an average detached house. That was February of 2022. And so I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think? The peak? February 2022. Peak of the market uh, for benchmark? Yeah, average sale price. Average sale price. For I a detached I'm going to go, how specific are we going to go here? I uh, got my number. Okay. And if you go, are we doing it like price is right? If you're yeah, over- Yeah, I go $1. <laughs> you can't go over. I'll just right. say the price. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll give you a guess. Uh Actually, I, I'm, All right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna go uh, million fifty. Okay. I, I'm gonna go higher than that. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about one one five. Okay, so the peak price for average detached house in February of 2022 in Chillac was a million seventy six. Oh, nailed it! Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, was, I don't know if you get closer. Very similar guesses. Okay, so now we're going to... Very close. Very we're going to talk about that decline. So Chilliwack got hit the hardest. And so I think this prices went up way too fast, too quickly. Like an average house in Chilliwack shouldn't be a million, <laughs> over a million dollars. <laughs> so the bottom that detached hit was in December of 2022. So can you guys give a guess on the December bottom? December 2022 was the bottom? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. So, the, so price... 
it will be interesting to see what kind of price uh, increases happened over 2023 as well. But all right, bottom. I'm going to go 875. Yeah. We're at a million 76. I feel like I got to go. I'm going to go higher than that too. 925. 745. Holy. So that was a 30% decrease. A million 76 to 745. Historically, 735, you said? 45. 45. Brendan Ogmans is playing at home and he's getting these, but, uh, Here's a question. Is so somebody listening is like, man, that's boom and bust town. Is Chilliwack historically was this like specific to COVID, that kind of boom and that, bust? That was very specific to COVID. Like, like normally the it's a pretty Yeah, pl- like when you look along. at the line graph on the stat center, it's a very slow incline. And you get to like 2021 and it's like psh, yeah. all the way up. And then you see from end of 2022. Psh, I've watched but, that market. It was totally driven by, yeah, it was a more gradual incline, right? Like it followed had, similar to- We like, had, yeah, we had no supply. Like going back to the supply and demand thing, like we had like 300 active listings in Chilliwack. Like there was nothing. Right now we're around 800. So just like there was nothing. And so, yeah, it was, if you look at a 10-year graph, it's usually a very slow incline. It was just COVID that totally went out of whack. So 30% decrease in average uh, detached house. Wow. Wow. So, okay. And then that, and that was- so 14 saw, months ago. Do we did we already talk about this? Maybe I missed it. But what was the increase over COVID? Did you Yeah, so oh, uh, yeah, question. so I'll yeah. say um so I started real estate 6 years ago in 2018. And so since I have been in real estate, the back in February of 2018, the average detached home in Chilliwack the sale price was 590,000. Okay, so it was probably so it, it say it was actually so say it went from maybe 7 to mm-hmm. A million seventy-five over COVID. Oh, it was yeah, actually yeah, yeah, so Mar- March of twenty twenty. It was five eighty-nine. Yeah, that's really the, yeah. That's, that's a big run up. So literally, so though, from March of twenty twenty five eighty-nine, pretty to, close to a hundred percent increase. I'm starting to feel like we might have further down to go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, so, uh, okay, can, we're going to wrap there. Uh, <laughs> so I can... Jane I can, Lee, everyone. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, Jane. Uh, no, it's so sorry. No, I was on. just going to say, I can, can, can compare to now. So bottom was 745. That okay. was December of 2022. Yeah. And so stats just came out for January this week. And so currently in January of 2024, we have seen an 11% increase from the bottom and we are at an average detached price of 826,000. So 826. Okay. Currently. So 826 peak was a million 75. Yeah. So there's a couple hundred grand there. Easy. There's still a couple hundred. So like we're up 11% from the bottom, but there's still a ways Actually, to go I mean, before we get to the There's literally peak. 250 grand there. But let's yeah. just think about like what, what market... What's on, I'm, I'm just thinking like, cause my point of reference is cause I monitor Kelowna very closely. Like this is, uh, you can be in the lower main or you can be in basically mm-hmm. bedroom community. Uh, well, I don't want to call it a bedroom community. You can be, no, it's its own thing. Basically you're in the lower mainland for under a million bucks in a house. And that's the only, cause I check- like, think about Victoria prices, think yep. about Nanaimo prices. Nanaimo <laughs> always seems a little lower, but uh, think about Kelowna. No, but Kelowna. And then just think about all the other sub markets in the lower mainland. Like when I was looking, like when I was looking through these stats before I came on here, I looked at Abbotsford to compare too. And Abbotsford's average detached price last month was one point one. So in the Lower Mainland, the only place for the average detached price under a million is Chilliwack. Hmm. So what I'm 
kind of curious that obviously the the detached market is super exciting for a number of reasons. Was this swing? Is this like, can we talk townhomes? Yeah, yeah, they're all very comparable. So I'll do the same thing with townhouses. So can we guess? Yeah. uh, Yeah, let's do it. So February for peak of townhouses was same February, 2022. Do you want to do a guess for average sale of a townhouse in Chilliwack? 836. Oh, that's too high. Really? Yeah. So sorry, this was this was average. Sale you think price there's in, that that in, uh, big of a spread on it's in, a million seventy six for a town. It was a million seventy six. I'm gonna go seven fifty. Seven sixty four. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what like? <laughs> okay, eight thirty six is not that far off of, of, of seven sixty four. Do you even watch the prices? Right. Uh, okay, so we got okay, we got townhomes. So that was in the peak. Yeah. So bottom for townhouses was October of twenty twenty two. So do you want to do a guess for that? I'm guessing it's. Uh, well, you go ahead, Matt. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, eight thirty six. It was my guess. It was seven sixty four. Was the the peak? Oh, I don't know. Six ten. Too high. Really? Five and a quarter. Five, no. Five twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> you looked. You looked. You I've looked. Not seen these. anything? You I have not these. seen anything. I promise you at home. But so, what, what, but think about what was the what? Give me the percent on that. Do you have that? that? Was thirty one percent decrease as well? Wow, interesting. So, detached so, was so you're 30. just running with never the too busy for your referrals. Uh, this is Adam Scalina. If you're listening at home, uh, okay. So. Uh, We've got the the peak, the trough. Um, yeah. Where's it at now? So, take a guess. January 2024. What do you think average sale yeah, wh- price? What do you think, Adam? Well, I'm I'm just thinking if detached. I bet detached had a bigger uptick than townhomes. Yeah, the I, decline though was exactly the same. You'd think it would be the detached the, would go. Can you first. remind me what's the uh, what's the detached uh, today? We're at. We are at eight twenty six. Eight twenty six. So I would say we're maybe five seventy four. What was what was the uh, where were we at on the low for townhouses? Yeah, uh, five twenty four. Did you say five seventy five? Okay, but you added ten percent on that, just like detach. Yeah. The- okay, so we're currently for an average sale price for a townhome as of last month was six hundred nineteen thousand, oh, which wow. is an eighteen percent increase from the. Bottom. So it actually outperformed from. Uh, but it's an affordability. But thing it's affordability. But that's the thing, you know, yeah. It's it's from an affordability standpoint. A townhouse, a three-bedroom, three-bathroom townhouse for a young are, family is a great option. Which, by the way, because this is, and I just want to, when when we say that the stats tell an affordability story, like we used to, when I first started real estate, it was always, it was like, okay, the, the houses were leading always. Then it was like townhouses or half duplexes would typically go second. This is in terms of capital appreciation mm-hmm. over yeah. time. Then you would have condos at, as like a third place. So if mm-hmm. somebody wanted a real cap gain, you'd probably look at at dirt first, right? Mm-hmm. Where now, what we're what the stats are kind of showing is that in many markets, it's condos that have outperformed everything. So it's it's just an interesting switch. So townhomes, even in a market where the detached is relatively affordable, mm-hmm. some people at home are saying it's not, but I'm saying in context in the context of yeah, the yeah, lower mainland, and and so the average, just thinking about you know the average. Home versus townhome. Is it mainly new product or fairly new? Like when we're town, I've told- yeah, townhouses are kind of like for the most part, like you, there are some older ones, but for the most part, I'd say like kind of like 15 years to, to brand new type. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so you're getting a probably a fairly new yeah, fairly nice townhouse, townhouse yeah. for so six hundred k. You're taking us to condos next. Yeah, you want to do condos? Yeah, now? let's do condos. <laughs> okay, so for apartments, the peak was in <clears throat> April of 2022. You want to give a guess? Nope. The peak of April 2022 in condos. Wait, April 22? Oh yeah, so a couple months after yep. the other two. Okay. Yep. So those were still kind of going for a little bit. So let me just remind myself what was what was the number for million seventy six and seven forty five seven sixty four for the townhouses. Oh, seven sixty four. Okay, so I'm gonna go uh, five and a quarter, five twenty five. Matt, I'm gonna go f- five twenty six, seven sixty five. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, eight ninety. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, it was five oh seven. Okay, pretty close. And then November of twenty twenty two was the bottom for apartments. Yeah. Take guess. Low 400s, I'm thinking. Low fours, and sorry, it was 526? 507. 507? Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think yeah. it's, it can't be lower than so that. Four, 415. 337. What? <laughs> Holy. It was like they heard me say it can't go lower than that. <laughs> the condos got like Third, that's really a, that was, beat up. That, they, they got beat up more than anything else. That was a 34% decrease. And townhouses and detached were 31. What can I buy a condo for? Like, I, I'm just thinking here. Somebody is going, you know, I want to buy something affordable, almost yeah. like healthcare prices. <laughs> What can you buy a condo for in Chilliwack? Yeah, so right now, at January of 2024, average sale price for a condo is three seventy three. There's a there is a, there is a new development that is across the street from me. It's in Garrison Crossing, which is one of the nicer areas of town. It's right by the Red River, and from a rental like apartment standpoint, it is literally kitty corner to the university. So for apartments, that's a great option. And so for that building, studios are starting at two eighty seven. So two eighty seven. What studio. was that rent for? Fifteen hundred bucks, you think? Mm, Twelve probably, because it's not like a true one bedroom. It's like a studio yeah. kind of thing. But one so, beds are fifteen. No, one beds like around thirteen, maybe fourteen. Um, studio studios like there's not too much of a difference between a studio and a one bedroom. So I'd say twelve might be a little steep, but between a thousand to twelve hundred bucks probably for the studio. What about absorption on the on the rental market? What's the what is what's the easiest to rent out? I would say like there's a lot of like I think I think always kind of like a basement suite like a one bedroom kind of basement suite like for me I own a rental property and it has a one bedroom basement suite in it, and I didn't even have to post it anywhere I like I mean maybe because I'm a younger guy and I have a lot of younger friends that want that product but for me I just I had a buddy that's like hey my friend's looking for a one bedroom basement I didn't even have to try yeah you go to Calgary and we've talked about this on the show it's like uh, overlapping Vancouver onto Calgary mm-hmm. you. You misdiagnose the market you've, you've or you misanalyze as being Vancouver centric. Yeah, yeah, but you also what what makes sense doesn't necessarily make sense in Calgary. In Chilliwack, it is more car culture, yep. for sure. Yeah. Truck culture. Truck, Truck. culture. Yeah. Uh, is it like our condos? I feel like you know, single family homes in Calgary, it's like you should have a single family home, right? Well, there's also too, like, so I have a lot of like younger friends too that say they own a truck or some toys and they don't want to live in a condo. Um, mobile homes are a pretty common option in Chilliwack too. We have a lot of the mobile home parks and you can get a nice, like fully renovated mobile home for like three fifty. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, 
families and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah. You know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer. And they're looking for both donations and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. I'm wondering if like, because the spread on condos to different areas, so say the drive till you qualify, I think it's easier to justify maybe if you're not from Chilliwack, because Chilliwack's a thing of its, in yeah, its own sure. right. But I think for buyers, the gap between the Chilliwack condos versus other areas in the lower mainland is not as as wide as the detached. So I feel like I'd, ma- I'd still make it, or maybe even the townhomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So meaning that, Buyers typically will be able to justify maybe to stay closer to Vancouver if that was their goal, if they were looking at condos. You said a studio was two eighty seven at that new development. Starting, yeah, yeah. plus GST. It would be okay. interesting. What's Abbotsford? Um, Abbotsford for a studio, or like yeah. for apartments. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I'm just and you, so Vancouver, you can pick for up the stuff for f- low fives. I think. Studios. I honestly like no offense to anyone listening from Abbotsford, but I just don't really care for Abbotsford too much. Like if you're driving you out. For, yeah, it's like, <laughs> Now we have a title for the show. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're coming out, like if say if you're from Vancouver and you're coming out to Abbotsford, it's like you can drive another 20 minutes down the highway and you're going to be in Chilliwack, which is a much nicer area, I think. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're really, and I mean, I don't know. Objectively, I think my experience with Abbotsford is I stay in there. It's like an area that uh, we have family in an area that's like a... um, it's an old town, but it's, mm-hmm. they, they've rebuilt all these houses, kept the brick and everything, yeah. and it's pretty yeah. incredible. But Abbotsford is, is generally, well, it's, it's, it's a more valuable community on, across the board, right? In yep. terms of like price points. Yeah. But so I, the market I just think, favors Abbotsford. I just think from like, like an investment standpoint, and also just like there's more things to do. Like I, I'm a big outdoorsy guy, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but like you're between the two rivers. You're 10 minutes to Cultus Lake. The amount of hiking that we have, like we have hundreds and hundreds of hiking trails and I'm probably gonna get a lot of slack from this from people in Vancouver. But in in terms of like looking at like kind of a whole like Whistler to Kelowna 
map, Chilliwack is very central. Like where if I want to, like it took me an hour and a half to get here today with traffic. If there's no traffic, I can be downtown Vancouver in an hour. To get to the border in Abbotsford, it's a 20-minute drive. If I want to go to Kelowna for the day, it's only a two and a half hour drive. So in the terms of, and to go to Whistler is like a three-hour drive. So in terms of just like a drive, like for me in Chilliwack, I love it because it's central. I love going to Kelowna in the summertime. I go to the U.S. all the time. I sometimes come to, like, you're a couple hours of everything. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you think, and before we we got a lot to talk about, we'll get into the numbers, but while you're kind of highlighting all the nice things, the trails and everything, you were kind of talking about the future of, of that yeah. specific area. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a there's um an application like they, they've been talking about it for years so I, I'm not sure when it's actually going to happen or if it's going to happen but there's talk of like kind of like another gondola coming to Chilliwack kind of similar to like see the sky and Squamish at our like kind of Mount Shiam area and if that comes in like that'll be a great tourist attraction in Chilliwack as well which can do things for values and is bringing people to the area and jobs and revenue and that kind of Right. So there'd be cultists and then there'd be Potentially this gondola, yeah. And then you also have uh, like the Chil- Harrison. A lot of people Harrison. You have like the like one thing that people don't know about is like the Chilliwack River Valley, where the Veda River goes up. You go up 40, 40 kilometers up Chilliwack Lake Road. There's a beautiful lake called Chilliwack Lake up there. It's a glacier-fed lake, so it's fairly cold. But the amount of hiking trails that no one knows about up there is nuts. Like people go to like the Chief and stuff, and you're gonna. It's just so packed where. You can go hike like hundreds of hiking trails down Chilliwack Lake Road, and I can go out in the bush and not run into a single soul all day. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about this affordability uh, thing. Another kind of uh, log to that fire is arguably Chilliwack's rebounding. Uh, I, and I haven't looked at other valley yeah. numbers, but like it's it's I, rebounding. Like it's but it's rebounding faster than yeah. like if you look at the overall trends in where we're at for condos in the last mm-hmm. year or eighteen months, like. Eighteen percent or whatever that is. Yes, yeah, so like is we're like for de- dramatic. We're d- detached, we're up eleven percent from the bottom. Townhouses eighteen percent from the bottom, and apartments eighteen percent from the bottom. So things we've kind of, I think we've already hit the bottom. Like I can't see things yeah, going yeah. like there being much more of a bot like no. crash again. And so, like from looking at it from making some value in the next couple of years, like we've already got, we know we can get to those prices in Chilliwack. Yeah. It's a matter of probably. They're not going to go up that quickly again. But I think in the next three years, you can make a decent amount of money and value in Chilliwack. Right. Let's talk. Can we unpack a property? Maybe yeah. talk some yeah. real specific numbers. And feel free. I, I won't even frame it as a question. Just walk us through an example. Yeah. So I was telling these guys, uh, Adam and Matt, about this before I came on here this morning. Um, just saying that a property that I saw yesterday in Chilliwack, it was an older BC box style home. It was five bedrooms, three bathrooms. It had a suite. It has 68 feet of frontage, so you could likely subdivide that. It's over that 66, so you'd have to get approval from the city, but you could likely subdivide that. And yesterday that sold for 790000 And so it was like pretty original, 75, like 1975 on the inside, needed a bit of TLC. But in the peak of the market, I, I went back and did a search. And so between January of 2022 to April of 2022, those I saying, those subdividable lots, those were going up quite a lot in price. And so I looked in that same area yesterday after seeing that. And so for the same product, BC box style, five bedrooms, three bathrooms, over the 66 feet of frontage between the peak there, the cheapest one that sold was 1.175. And yesterday one sold for 790. Wow. Man, that sounds like a deal. So I'm just thinking about the the guy who was like, I think I'm worth about one, two. And then he 
took it to the market. <laughs> put his head in the sand for a couple of years and took it to the market last yeah. week. Well, but here, here's the thing. I, I also, because somebody at home saying, okay, well, that's that's great, but I, I want a nice house in, mm-hmm. what's the area on the Promontory. hill? Promontory. Yeah. Like, what can I get a, a big house on a big lot that would be like a great family home maybe with yeah. a suite? Yeah, so I live in an area called Sardis. So Sardis is kind of like this, in general terms, this kind of the south side of Highway 1 in Chilliwack. And so Sardis is kind of a more expensive area, um, but you can get the more affordable area of Sardis on the hillside is called Promontory. And so you can get like a nicer, like more up-to-date 12-year-old home that has a a basementary style home. It was actually 11,000 square foot lot, the one that we were looking at. And you can get, it's three bedrooms up, two bathrooms, one bedroom, one bathroom basement suite. And you can get that for one just sold last week for 980. And that house, I should say, like, that's like, it, it was, was a really nice, nice house. house. Yeah. Like a big house, beautiful curb appeal. Promontory is that, is that the one with seems, the hot tub? Yeah. Had a hot tub. AC. AC. But it's also like in a cul-de-sac that like you could pitch your kids. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't look like it's it's nice enough where you're like, that's not a rental property. That's like no. a really, that's really a, nice a, family home. You can get home. a nice family home with a suite still for under a million bucks. But that's the one that was like sitting for a while and now kind of sold recently. So I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last if things go in the direction we're hoping, but. Yeah, Mm -hmm. with the, okay, so the the 12-year-old home, relatively new house, sub a million bucks. Mm -hmm. That's an example of that. Okay, yeah. So you got your options. Yeah, your options. So what, if you were, I mean, I I think we, anyone listening is probably thinking, we all think the single family is the play, but what would you, if you were looking right now for yourself or advising a client, mm-hmm. like what, what would be the, your top three investment, you know, choices, maybe in terms of property types first? Yeah. Like I, I always like kind of agree with you guys, like buy land. And so like, I think the detach, detach option is the best just considering with like where prices are at right now and where they did go in the peak. And so I, I think you could make some money there. But yeah, like my, my, it depends on your situation too. Like myself, I bought that detached house with a suite a couple of years ago and I stretched myself a little too thin. And so, I mean, I kind of wish maybe I went for something like a little bit cheaper, but that's just a, my personal opinion. But I think from a value perspective, like when I bought, I bought basically that house for sold for 980, that house is basically identical to the rental property that I own. And so when I bought it a couple of years ago, when rates were low, I was cash flowing $500 a month when I bought it. And so if you can say, detached house, buy it right now for 980. It was that and the peak that was probably worth 1.15 to 1.12. Suck get a variable rate, suck it up for the next couple of years. And if it, the rates can go back down, you can maybe get some cash flow in the next couple of years. And your your intention at some point is to occupy this house like longer term? Like no, I think I'll always keep this as a rental. And what kind of rents do you get on that? And yes. Not you yeah. specifically, but yeah. so uh, like that a, 980 house. Yeah. So the upstairs on that one, that one's three bedrooms, two bathrooms. It's lit, it's identical to mine. And so you could get $2,600 for upstairs and then a one bedroom, one bathroom basement suite in that area would go for 13. So totally be around 3,900. 3,900. What about that BC box? So that one needed a bit of work and that one wasn't in a as great area of town. So I would shoot like, and when you're advertising it for the rates, I would say kind of maybe shoot for that and advertise the same amount, but you expect to maybe get a couple hundred bucks less on both sides, maybe more like 11 to 1200 for the suite, maybe like 24 ish for the, for the upstairs type of thing, but still not bad. 
And what yeah. we, we, I think we might have touched on this, but just to circle back, like the the vacancy rate in Chilliwack, yeah. like what, uh, how easy is it to place a tenant? Last time I checked, it was around one percent, but I mean, it's it's very low. It's like everywhere else. But one thing that I saw recently, my one of my best friends, his dad's a big developer in town, and he just finished a, a condo building for rentals that's not ninety nine units, and I just popped into the open house to come check out the building and stuff, and. They were renting out like hotcakes. There was like people that like, I want that one. They're like, oh, that one's already rented. That's so, like, it's nuts. Like there was, for those ones too, I thought I had, I brought the numbers on those because I thought it was cool. So those, that's like a brand new apartment building. So kind of shiny and new, but the one bedroom start at 1475 there and the two bedrooms start at 1700 for apartments. And they're like, they were renting out like hotcakes. So 25 should be no problem. Yeah. No, upstairs. Yeah. yeah. It just as an aside, and then we got to get back to your top three. We've got the number one, yeah. uh, the land. But uh, I've really noticed that the Airbnb new regulations have led to shifts in the rental market in Vancouver and and listings in some buildings. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, once you start looking, you're like, oh, it's pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. Was it, is that a thing out there? So, like have rents, because... I'm just curious. Yeah, so for us, the big thing that I've changed with rents was where there's not a ton of Airbnbs as much in Chilliwack as there are out here. Cultus Lake, yes, but Cultus Lake, you still can do Airbnb there. For us, it was, we had the pipeline here for the last two years in Chilliwack. And so there was a ton of pipeline workers from Alberta that were here. And I I knew some people that were on the pipeline and they would get a $5,000 a month live out allowance. So they had $5,000 a month to spend on rent, spend on rent. And so there was tons of guys that just needed a place for like a year or so. And they drove the rental markets up like crazy. So a lot of these things that we're looking at in the rates right now are a little bit inflated because now the the pipeline's kind of ending and they're they're going off and moving out again. So we might see a bit of a swing just like maybe by a couple hundred bucks. But at the same time, like there's just still so many people coming out to Chilliwack and it's a, it's a lot of younger families in town. And so like a lot of people my age are kind of looking to move out and do their own thing. And and it's one thing too with people my age, I feel like a 20-year-old would rather rent out a one-bedroom shiny condo than say, get into the market and get a kind of a piece of junk for 200. But that's just how people look at it because it's shiny and new and they'd rather do that than get into the market and get something smaller. So I say the over Airbnb, the pipeline affected us more than anything. Um, but I just think there's so many younger families and so many younger people moving to Chilliwack that I think the apartments and kind of suites are still going to be okay. All right, so we got single families number one. Yeah, I think number Second two, choice. going off of what I just said, just because we have the University of the Fraser Valley in Chilliwack, we have a ton of people moving to the area. I've never found an issue with renting out apartments or suites, basement suites. So I think kind of my next option would be a condo because there's still, you can get a nice one bedroom condo, like the nicest area of town in Garrison for under $400,000. And you're How gonna, old would that be? Like 12, but it's the, there's newer ones in that. So you could get anywhere from like, say a 15 year old condo to a brand new condo in the area. And you can get like a one bedroom, like the the older ones, one just recently sold in there for just under 400,000. You could probably get like 1300 bucks for rent on that thing, if not a little bit more. And those you have no problem because in that area, this area that I'm talking about, Garrison, it is literally in the same area as the University of the Fraser Valley. So you're going to have a lot of younger people that are wanting to, to rent that and have somewhere to live. And last... Last townhouses. I guess townhouses. Townhouses, I would just, the only reason why I say townhouses is like, I think just because between townhouses to detached, it's not a huge spread. Right. And so the, 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 with the townhouses and the, the rent still difference, like you can rent an upstairs of a house for 2,500 bucks. 
a three bedroom, three bathroom, full townhouse, depending if you're an inside unit or outside unit, it's probably going to be 2,200 to 2,500. So myself personally, if I was renting, I'd rather have an entire upstairs of a detached house over a townhouse mm-hmm. and the rent's not going to be that different. So I'd put townhouses probably. So you house. live in a pretty cool townhouse in a good, like a really kind of a hip part of Chilliwack, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So what, what would your place rent for you then? Yeah. So I'm in that garrison area that I'm talking about. Uh, mine's three bedrooms, three bathrooms. It's a little on the smaller side. Usually for like a three-story townhouse, you're uh, probably about like 1,900 square feet because you usually have like the, the three bedrooms up type of thing. Whereas mine's a bit smaller. Mine's just around 1,400 square feet. But that's because my third bedroom and third bathroom is... How do you fit? <laughs> yeah. How does all 24 <laughs> years yeah. of you fit in this You're like, ginormous townhouse? TV room should yeah. I use this evening? Yeah. I have more space than I need. But anyway, the third bedroom and third bathroom is in the basement on mine. So it's just two bedrooms up. But I could still probably get 2200 bucks from mine just because of the area that it's in. And so what what would a price point? My, so they're around just under 600,000. Mine, the last one that sold my, it was like 587. The last one in my complex was. So, I mean, that's. So five, so, so say five, five eighty five or whatever, but the rent yeah. is twenty. So like for a price point wise, that's a great bot like price point for that rent. Mm. But the thing is, mine's a smaller townhouse, so someone that's renting that with three bedrooms is probably going to be a family or a couple, and the rent's not going to be too much different from say a detached house. So I just think for a, a point of easier to rent out would be the detached, even though the price is a little bit cheaper, but it's still, like I said, it's not that big of a spread. So I, myself personally, I think it like my townhouse, for example, would be a great option just for price point wise and the rental income. But in fact, of trying to rent it out, I think there'd be more renter options for the detached type of thing. Yeah. Neighborhoods. So you live in Garrison, the hippest. So there's, there's there's tons, there's tons of different areas in Chilliwack. So like there's, there's like Greendale's a farmland when you're coming in, then South side of the highway, you kind of Greendale goes into Sardis, um, which like there's different sub areas of Sardis too. Like there's Garrison where I live, there's Promontory where my rental is up on the hill there. And then kind of North side of the highway, you have like downtown Chilliwack, Fairfield Island, Chilliwack Mountain, Little Mountain. Rosedale is another of the farmland coming out of Chilliwack going to Hope. And then now you have like the Falls Golf Course. That's kind of like, and there's tons of development happening that way. That's the area is kind of called Eastern Hillside. So there's tons of different areas, but my, like where I live is my favorite just because of what my lifestyle is like. Like I can walk out my front door and be at a Save on Foods in five minute walk. Um, there's like a little village where I live. That's kind of like, like a little Whistler village type vibe. It's got like coffee shops and save on foods, kind of like almost like a little UBC type so of area. So walkable, this is where young people are going to... So if you were buying a condo or a townhouse, yep. probably Garrison. Garrison, because you have that walkability, you have transit there, the university is across the street, the Veta River is across the street, you have breweries and fun things in that area. So if you're a student renting a condo, that's kind of where you want to no be. No brainer. Yeah. So, so, okay, Garrison's number one. Maybe yeah. if you just... I, I'm big that's on this right attached, now. yeah. yeah. Can you get... Can you get detached in garrison yeah. or in and around okay. yeah i have a listing in there right now it's a nice detached house in garrison it's currently a 136 136 okay yeah. other other top neighborhoods yeah so i think from like a, if you were buying a rental property in chilliwack um, if you do want to be kind of on the like i was saying promontory is a good option on the sardis side and from an affordability standpoint like the house with a suite and the flats in sardis would probably be like more like one 
two-ish. One, like, there's like where I live in Garrison, a house wow. in the suite currently is listed for one four. So there's like almost a quarter million dollars saving. Yeah, I mean, they're a little inflated, like the, that, that's list price, but there's one that has an offer on it in Garrison right now for one three with a suite. So you're saving a chunk of change going up on the hill there. So rentals, like, I like promontory. So rental aspect, I would go promontory. Um, but there's lots of other areas that I like too. Like I would like to get a rec property at some point in Cultus Lake. I love the lake. I'm up there all the time in the summertime. And Cultus is exp- expensive though, right? Expensive, and is it, it's yeah. the it's all 20 lease year lease. So yeah, the main main beach area of Cultus Lake, That's a, it's, a le- it's leased land, but it's a government lease. It's not First Nations. So it's a 21-year auto-renewing lease with the government. And so you don't like, if you were to say buy a property there, you're not, you're not taking over someone's lease. You're signing a brand new 21-year lease and it's auto-renewing. Do, and do you pay the you pay with every renewal? Yeah, it's no, it's a give or take that for the lease. It's around fifteen hundred dollars a year. Okay, and and but you when you sign the lease, so it's fifteen hundred dollars. But then when you renew, it's you have renewed. you have to pay that fifteen hundred bucks like a per year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm saying when it renews, yeah, it renews do, on a on whatever another, rate another twenty one year lease. Yeah, yeah, exactly. at what at a yeah. new rate. Yeah. What about, and just because it's a little bit different, you were saying before we turn the mics on, there's a lot of um, indigenous lands yeah. uh, in the area. Yeah, like Chilliwack is growing like crazy and there's not a ton, like in the flats in Sardis, so basically the only flat land, like there's tons of still hillside communities to be developed, but in Sardis on the flats, a lot of the bigger pieces of land that are getting developed are First Nations land. And Chilliwack, we're very common with that and we, are, we have a good relationship with it now over the last couple of years. Like when I first got into real estate six years ago, everyone was kind of like, eh, First Nations land. But now because in the last two years, that's basically all that's been developed is getting more and more common. And so like banks in Chilliwack are getting more comfortable with it. Lenders are getting more comfortable with it. And all of us are too. Like one dimension is an area called Iron Horse. And so it's one of the bigger developers in Chilliwack Diverse. They're building like a master plan community there. And so what they did is it's it's a prepaid lease. So the developer for the next 114 years prepaid that lease and it's for the next 114 years. It's So a long, long time horizon, yeah. long-term yeah. lease. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and you can get financing, no problem. Yeah, so I, like something like that, if you were to say buy on First Nations land in Chilliwack, it's probably better to go with a local lender just because they're a little bit more familiar with it. Like a bank out this way might not as be like, be, it might be a little scared of it, right? Right. So. And and I'm just thinking in terms of, you know, we always talk about supply constraints. Yeah. With the, how is that, I'm trying to like mentally map out growth areas sound like there's not a lot of freehold that's being developed. Is that right? Not currently right now. There's not a ton, but I know of a ton of still like hillside communities that there's a ton of freehold land that's still to be developed on in Chilliwack. Okay. So it's not like there's... It's not the end all be all. No. Yeah. The First Nations. It's not like that's all that's left is First Nations land. There's still going to be a lot of freehold development happening. So just in light of us being critiqued that our podcast is becoming like a three-hour Joe Rogan-esque type show, we're at an hour now and we haven't even got to the five wires. So. Okay. I just said one, one more... Matt, uh, if you want to... Your last question, Matt? Yeah, I had one one more and I've totally Banana? Left. Yeah. <laughs> Banana or orange on Great. mile three. Uh, <laughs> no, I the the new provincial, we, we didn't really are you guys talking about that much? Like because with those larger lots, like what we've been talking about a lot is, you know, outside of either on the west side of Vancouver or in Burnaby, you get the you get the bigger frontage. Mm-hmm. You can build more units based mm-hmm. on, you know, what appears to be coming down the line. Yeah. It's kind of municipalities have to mm-hmm. deal with that by June, I think. Yeah. Uh is that are people 
how is that? There's kind of not as much Chilliwack? talk as you would think about it, but yeah. there is just like in Chilliwack, like a standard R1A lot, you can build a carriage house on it. That was kind of like standard that got came in like years back, but. I can see that definitely happening for sure. Like I know a friend of mine, he bought one of those BC boxes on a corner lot and uh, it was a detached house with uh, with a suite. And so he rezoned it, built a duplex on it with a suite and now he, he attached it at, a, at a one wall and now he's got a fourplex there. So I can see, because we have those bigger lots in Chilliwack, yeah. I can see that happening, but there hasn't been much talk about it or that happening quite yet. So maybe that's something that could, though, that could be another factor in the future going forward with for, value for going up. Family, yeah, I mean, it, it, you get the big lot and the redevelopment potential. So not even just the 66, but you know, it just yeah. opens it up. Yeah. The Five Wire is brought to you by Scalina Real Estate. Hey, that sounds familiar. Scalina Real Estate is a full service real estate company serving Vancouver, offering comprehensive tried and tested buyer and seller systems. With over a decade in the top 10% of realtors in the lower mainland and a perfect five-star Google review, Scalina Real Estate can help with all your real estate needs. We also have an extensive network of the best industry professionals and trades right across the country. There's no reason to not get in touch. Head over to scalinarealestate.com to find out more. And, uh, well, I haven't read a book, but maybe you have. What's yeah. uh, a good book recommendation since, uh, since your last one? Right. Show? Have you guys heard of The Gap and the Gain? No. It's a really good one. I'm just, I'm almost done it right now. And it's like, I think like the tagline on it's like a high achievers, like guideline to like dealing with, with stuff. And so basically the gap and the gain, the premise of it is when you're thinking in a gap mindset, you're thinking about like, oh, I'm going to be successful when this happens or when I do this or when I achieve this. And like, you're not you're not happy. You're always in the gap because you're only going to be happy when that certain thing happens. Right. And it tells you to look at it from a gain perspective when say like, look back at the last three years of your life and what have you done in the last three years? And so rather than beating yourself up being in the gap, it's trying to get you to thinking in a gain perspective of what you've already gained. Like what, you, what you've achieved essentially. Yeah, exactly. So I think like for entrepreneurs, it's a great, great read. Wow. That's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Question number two, what, uh, what new belief, yes. habit, or behavior that you've recently taken on has most improved your life? So I'm going to say, to go off of the book, the last, like when I came on here last time a few months ago, I've hated reading. Like I would say probably back in the summertime, I hadn't read more than like four books the last like five years. And then since then, I've tried to make it a habit. So I get up in the morning and before I go to the gym or do anything, I make sure I read at least a chapter of a book. And so like since I was on the show last time. I've probably read six or seven books since then. Good for you. I It's funny. I listen to, I have like a bunch of books on Audible and I listen to books while I drive and, and podcast, but it's not the same. I feel I, like I actually just sitting down and reading is is the best thing ever. It's just hard to find the I time. can't retain the information when it's on Audible. I'll be like, they'll be like no, if I'm just yeah. listening to it, I'll be like, I don't know what happened. Whereas I'm blocking out an hour in the morning to make sure I'm intentional with sitting down and actually doing it. Yeah. It's also like rebuilding focus and mm -hmm. it, the ability to have attention on a specific thing for that well, long, and, and which that, is well, like deep, totally yeah, been destroyed. Deep, deep, thought. Deep, deep thinking. And that's yeah, what thinking. like I was struggling with with reading was like, I just felt like I was so like attached to my phone and like it was hard to like focus. I'd read a page and like to get distracted and think about something yeah, else. Yeah. 
Whereas in the morning when I do it, it's like five in the morning. No one's bugging me yet. I don't even bring my phone to the couch with me. I keep it in the kitchen and I'm not distracted. Well, even Audible or podcasts, you're always, it's like you do it in conjunction with something, right? Like it's never just that one thing, Mm -hmm. right? You're either driving or you're on the treadmill or wherever, right? Yeah. Favorite band or music you've been listening to lately? Uh, up until like four months ago, I had never actually even listened to Zach Bryan. And I've oh. been on a big Zach Bryan train lately. You know what? Brady D, famous yeah. podcast producer, is… Uh, the podfather. The podfather. <laughs> I saw him at some sort of fair or something. And I mentioned Zach Bryan. He'd never heard of him. Yeah. And now Adam saw him this weekend. I saw him this weekend. All he does is he listen to Zach me, He's like, you should really check out Zach Bryan. I'm like… Somehow, it would go back in time. I told you about Zach Bryan. Matt, I told yeah. But anyways, then I told him about Jason Isbell, and he now is uh, texting me days on a big Jason. Oh, is Isbell. that right? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, all the uh, all the old countries. Zach Bryan. Yeah, that's uh, it's hard. It's hard not to uh, once you get into that. It's yeah. like man. Oh yeah. See you in six months. Yeah. Uh, great music. Yeah. Question number four is uh binge binge oh yeah what have you been binge watching lately or a movie recommendation i don't watch a lot of movies like we were saying this before i don't really watch a lot of movies or tv but i have been just like i've been on the ritual kick lately every night i just watch like an episode of ritual and just i'm so into it i hate to uh i hate to recommend another podcast that's gonna maybe take away from people (laughs) listening to our podcast but it probably Man, heard about do Rich I ever Rich Rolls? It's just there's no. He's better, a master, eh? He's there's a, nobody better at I think getting like better in terms of their questions, where they can take a conversation or how deep they can get on a topic. I think than Rich Roll, I think he's and, the best guy doing it. And just the type of guests that he has on, like there's mm-hmm. people that are say like health and wellness, or like there's just such a wide variety of guests on there. Like there was a, the founder of Pixar was on there and then yeah. there's like surfers on there. And there's like the guy that thinks he can live forever. And just like so many different types of guests that are on there, which yeah. I think is really cool too. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I think Peter Atia gives them a good run for the money with questions and stuff, but it's different. Rich is more accessible. I feel like Rich is more empathetic. We can debate this off <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, last question. Something you've bought for under $1,500 in the last uh, little bit that has transformed your life in a meaningful way. Oh, man. I struggled with this last time, I think, too. Um, duh, 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 duh. Under $1,500. I would say running shoes. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. Fair. What are, are you, How uh... often are you blowing through a pair of running shoes? Well, they only go for a good like five, 600 kilometers. So like when I was training, I went through like five or six pairs of shoes like last year alone. Wow. And so I've had to go through, I, I've, I bought two pairs of shoes just for my run and I've gone through those already. And so... Definitely now, like I've gone through probably one to two pairs since then. But I mean, that's a fairly obvious one. Like this running's changed my life so much and a pair of running shoes is 200 bucks. So what, uh, what brand? I'm uh, so everyone's- Are foot- you, sp- you're not sponsored by anybody yet. No, I'm right? not, but if anyone's should, listening. Yeah, yes. Oh, yep. You should be, yeah. <laughs> I know. Everyone's foot's different. So it depends. Like I go get my, I got my foot scanned. And so they can, if you go get your foot scanned, they can give you like what shoes are great or better for your feet because my ankles pronate, like they go in a little bit. And so for me, the ones that work best for my feet, I wear Brooks. Brooks Ghosts are what I roll with. Wow. Yeah. Brooks is, is, you know, it's funny, but Brooks had a down period when I was in like junior high. Yeah. But they're back and they're running. They're they're huge and running. Are they, but would you say kind of New Balance- in line with like a new balance wrist. isn't really in the running like no but is it but i mean more like 
weirdly, it was like the least cool shoe to wear and then it's become hip or is it more just that no, it's a good running shoe? No, I would say shoe? right right now, the most hip one's like Hoka. Hoka, yeah. yeah. I but, and Brooks, like, I feel like Brooks isn't not even that, that, or that I don't know. I feel like, right uh, is it Asics? Asics isn't that popular. No? Either. No. Oh. <laughs> I would say like Hoka, Hoka's definitely <laughs> dominated the market, I think, but… If, yeah, uh, it should be a quiz. What are, I know. You know what, though? I It's funny. I wear... Ho- Here's a quick story for everyone. <laughs> I wear hokas for the last say, year. And when I got them, I was like, man, these are like it's like running on clouds. Yeah. And then I've been getting these crazy cramps. And at least somebody at my gym was saying, oh, yeah, you should be running without... Not on clouds because your feet are not like you need yeah. to stretch out your feet and all the. Yeah. She had this, all these reasons. I was like, oh, okay. but that's what happens in in shoes, right? They go from like no padding, yeah, to like, like running their padding, feet. and then they go back and it goes in cycles. But it's like you know you got to buy are, the latest yeah. whatever. But okay, yeah. So so if Brooks is listening to this, yeah, <laughs> I wear Brooks, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Brooks is not listening. Yeah, <laughs> some, some, we know a couple things for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So somebody out there is probably very excited about Chilliwack right now. They should be. <laughs> yeah. uh, how can people find out more about what you're doing out there? You're a good guy to follow. If you're interested in running, you're a good guy to follow. If you have any interest in the outdoors in Chilliwack, I feel like you're a good guy to follow. Yeah. Um, um, my Instagram is this underscore Jaden Lee, J-A-Y-D-E-N-L-E-E. I post on there every day. So that's a good, if you just want to follow along or my number, if anyone wants to contact me is 604-316-3111. I was going to say, and if obviously you're a good person to talk to, if somebody's uh, looking for a property in Chilliwack. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks for taking the time. Thanks. I appreciate it. So there you have it, folks. Our discussion with realtor at Century 21 Creekside and friend and friend of the show. Ultra marathon runner. Ultra marathon runner. You know what? He was, uh, what is that? Everyday... Run Club? Is that what it's called? No, All Day Running Club. All Day Running Club. He was the runner of the... They celebrated him. That's it's, a that's a pretty big company out of the U.S. They celebrated him as the runner of the and huge people like Jesse Isler. Yeah, no, like, it's yeah, it's, it's massive. It's, uh, anyways, that guy he's he's making moves. Um, Melissa, we still have you. We were just talking. You did a half marathon recently. No, that was <laughs> how, how, how recent? Not that recently at all. No, 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 no. It was quite a few years ago. But I've never been a runner. I'm not a runner at all. Like I but didn't I'll, you clock a serious time? Uh, I don't know if I'd call it serious. <laughs> Two hours and 16 minutes. <laughs> Not so serious. That was serious. for the half marathon. And then but, my foot hurt for a month and a half after, so… But you didn't train, you said. You know what? I'm embarrassed to say it, but I did not train. I, I work out regularly, but I'm not a runner. So… Wow. Matt, on the other hand, who is just slightly older than me, beat it's me just by… slightly older by, than by, yeah. It could be your fault. <laughs> I was going to say, call me during that. <laughs> beat me by quite this a bit. Quite is, a bit. This is last year. The, well, yeah, and this is also the Mutual Admiration Society. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did want to say is just thinking back to our talk with Jaden Lee, he had a series of quizzes that I think Adam did significantly better on. And I just wanted to point out, you did have the answers in advance. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I pr- this is crazy. No, 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 no. Let's let's be let's. Your be wife is from Chilliwack. I, okay, this is. Okay. I feel like you I had, had the had upper an hand edge because uh, my wife being from Chilliwack. But honestly, I did not look at those. 
But I, Melissa, you got to listen to this. This I is think, crazy. Like it, we, he asked a series of uh, stats related questions yeah. and Adam gets them almost to the number <laughs> and I'm off by like hundreds of thousands Here, of yeah. dollars and percentages. Yeah. I, I would say it's just, uh, it's just being in tune with the market map. But there you, uh, go. you know what the thing is though, is that I think realistically there are huge opportunities when you think about more so the affordability. I know we're kind of beating that, that drum, but Really, when you think about the value, I know a lot of people are saying Chilliwack, that's wow. still expensive for Chilliwack. It really is not. Peaks and troughs, holy. But think about, Way like off. What, think about what houses cost in Nanaimo. Think about what co- houses cost in uh, Kelowna, in Victoria, all over uh, to be in the lower mainland, a good sized lot. And some of those houses he brought are really nice. You know what? We should try and actually link in our write-up uh, on the page for this episode we should try and actually showcase some of the properties we're talking about just to give people a better idea. Yeah, fantastic. That's at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com for that. What Adam's talking about, we'll get that set up. But we also have things like the Livewire. This is our weekly mailer where you get stats before anyone else, different types of stats, deal of the month, VIP access to pre-sales. Right. There's been some big launches so far this year, and, and we definitely have very good access to a lot of these projects. We also have, of course, tried and true, private client services. Yeah, Matt, if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor-level information for free. It's available at your fingertips over at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com slash buy with us. Uh, just click the buy with us button. Or just hit, yeah, click that button. Yeah, click that button. You get realtor-level information. That's what you got to do. Uh, Matt, how can people get in touch with you? They can try me at any time, 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And Melissa, how can people get in touch with you? You can call me 778-869-4477 or email me Melissa at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. We also got that Kokomo line info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Well, have a great week and we'll see you next week with another great episode. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today.